Hello, and welcome back to the Full Out Podcast. It's Sam, your host. I'm pumped you are here. Today, I am joined by my dear friend, Asma Kassam, who is a women's health specialist. She does so many incredible things with women in the body, working with their menstrual cycles, relearning how to train according to the feminine body. She is going to drop tons of information today. We talk about the cycle. We talk about how to work out and train during your cycle. We talk about a little bit about food. I mean, we hit on so many things, burnout, fatigue, injuries, tapping into your intuition, understanding your body's wisdom. Like it, get your notebooks ready. Let me just say, get your notebooks ready, take all the notes, share it with a friend who has been working through this. I know personally, I was in the professional dance world and the fitness world. And for years, I was never taught to honor my body's rhythms. I was taught to push through. I was taught to dance. Even if I was like dying with cramps, I was taught to just go, 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 go. And we are really shifting the paradigm here. And so I find that this information is so valuable. So please share it with all the women in your world. And I will say that this is not just for women who get a regular cycle. This is also going to have great information for women who are peri and postmenopausal as well. Learning your body and understanding your body is key regardless of what age you are. So thank you for being here. I also want to shout out to the women that have applied for and joined Ignite, my signature 12-week program that is designed to support you in prioritizing your health, mind, body, and spirit. You know, so many women come to me and they're like, Sam, I'm just sick of feeling the way that I'm feeling. I'm sick of getting into fights with my partner. I'm sick of putting my health on the back burner. I'm sick of being overworked, burnt out, giving and giving and giving and giving to everyone else. Like, is this really the life that I'm supposed to be living? I know that there's more. And so this program is designed to give you all of the mindset tools, all of the embodiment tools. We even have workouts and nutrition support in this program. It is a full holistic 360 degree support of your life to take you from where you are now and support you in moving to the next level with a community of women who just get it. So if you are curious, we start next week. Make sure you apply in the link below, or you know what? Just send me an Instagram DM at Samantha Jo Harvey and say ignite. And I'm happy to share more information with you. It is truly, truly transformational. We have seen women who have shifted their bodies, who have grown their businesses, who've rekindled the spark in their marriage, who have done so many incredible things and really ultimately are proud of the woman that they become. They look in the mirror and they're like, oh, I'm proud of you. So if you are ready for a shift, if you are ready to make a change, now is the time. This is your sign. Apply for Ignite today. And my friends, enjoy the episode. Welcome to the Full Out Podcast, where you'll get tools, tips, and inspiration to start living your most passionate, expansive, and abundant life. I'm your host, Samantha Jo Harvey, professional dancer and group fitness trainer turned lifestyle entrepreneur, speaker, and women's empowerment coach. It is my mission to help women live their lives full out. No more surviving your days, playing small, or marking your way through life. It's time to let go of your blocks, step into your power, and own that you are worthy of having everything you want in your life, business, and relationships. Are you ready? Let's dive in. 
Jazz, I am so happy you are here. You are a well-known health and fitness expert. You're professionally trained as a kinesiologist. You're an injury rehab professional. You're a certified sports nutrition advisor. You're a certified fascial stretch therapist. You're a former group fitness instructor and personal trainer. Like you have done all the things you and your team ran a giant fitness business for 15 years, helping people achieve their goals. And you've transitioned out of the typical, I'll say typical or mainstream fitness and training and into really your true passion of fascial stretch therapy and women's health advocacy. And I am so excited to have you here because I know that your mission is to coach health conscious women on topics that aren't talked about, like how to optimize our routine and workouts, how to avoid injuries and setbacks, how to move through fitness plateaus and how to work smarter into the thirties, forties and fifties. So welcome. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much, Sam. I'm so excited to be here. I'm so honored to be the one speaking to this. Um, because as you may know, this has been something new, like over the last three years. So I'm feel like I'm going to be able to shed some light for your listeners and their exercise routines. I'm so excited. You know, this idea of syncing your workouts to your cycles is something that I feel like you and I have kind of been in the world and like seen as this has evolved, but I don't feel like it's mainstream yet. And I know that a lot of women number one, or like, what does that even mean? Mm -hmm. Number two, how do I do it? And maybe we'll just start there. And then I have a ton of questions for you, but can we just start talking about what is cycle syncing? What does that even mean? Mm, Yes, absolutely. So using this as a frame of reference. Okay. We know we most, most of us know the circadian rhythm and that is our body's energetic cycle. And men have that women have that right. Like optimal time for energies in the morning. And then it goes in, you know, we release melatonin at the night and it dictates how we operate. Our digestion slows down at night. It speeds up in the morning kind of thing. That's great. Women also have a 28 day cycle and it's pretty much the body's energetic cycle. And throughout the cycle, there are hormones that are varying and they're, they're increasing and they're rising. And these, this energetic cycle, when we can just tap in, when we can start understanding what's happening in our body, it allows us to work out smarter versus harder. So we're not going against what our body is already doing. Like our biology is unchangeable, but when our behaviors are not in tune with our biology, it creates a lot of discourse and, you know, plateaus and difficulty to gain muscle and difficulty to gain and lose weight and difficulty to recover from injuries. Just so many issues that actually can lead to some serious issues down the road when we, when we don't address them and we, we just don't tap in. Um, Mm, mm. mm. Okay. I have a question right away because I know that there is someone listening or watching and saying, hang on, I don't get a cycle. Like I don't have a period either. Mm. I'm on a birth control that doesn't allow me to get that, or I'm postmenopausal or perimenopausal. Is this still supportive for me? Do I still need to know about this? Oh my God. Yes. This is literally for all women. Like definitely there's going to be so much here that's going to inspire and ignite some sort of inspiration into a a forward step, or maybe moving through something that 
you know, somebody's dealing with, this is going to be like very informative for whether you have a cycle or not, because at the end of the day, it's about tapping in to your body and getting more intimate with your body and what's happening inside your feminine body. Ugh, I love that. And that is such a theme for this podcast, for my work and for your work, this idea of releasing the societal programming of hustle and do, do, do. And if we're looking at the fitness world, like you and I both were in the fitness world and that team, no days off. I remember that hashtag like eight years ago when I was competing in fitness competitions mm -hmm. and feeling so much shame around needing a day off or really just challenged with that. And so what I'm hearing from you and what I'm excited to share with the listeners today is another layer of releasing the quote unquote shoulds, releasing the, what you've always been taught so that you can tap into your truth. It's the unbecoming of everything that's not actually serving you so that you can become more in tune with yourself, healthier and more powerful. Absolutely. And I always like to say too, like the tools that we've learned have served us. Some of them have served us and some of them st still can when we know when to use them in the cycle. And depending on what our body's doing, how we're feeling, yeah, we can surely, you know, choose one of those tools that we've learned. Um, but instead of just, you know, piecemealing our workouts together and thinking that, you know, circuit training is the best because X, Y, and Z from 10 years ago said so, um, we get to now be more discerning into like what we're actually choosing to optimize our body. This is literally like the next level. It's like the new paradigm of how women approach their fitness. And so sure, the mainstream work is helpful. And some of those principles and that knowledge is so valuable and also, you know, discernment and updated female science. Like it's not just woo woo this, there's actual, you know, research science that's been done recently. And it's, it's profound when it comes to women aligning their health. And, you know, we've seen infertility rates go up and various women's health issues. And so the simple behaviors that we do in our everyday life and just, just tweaking them a little bit can be massively impactful. Mm, so good. Okay. So let's dive in for the woman. That's like, okay, where the hell do I start? Like mm -hmm. I hear you. I've got a 28 day energetic cycle. Mm -hmm. Where do I go from here? Oh, so good. Okay. So now whether you know where you're at in your cycle or not, like when I first started, I'm like, I don't know what day it is. It's you know, I had no idea. So I just waited for my next bleed. And, you know, assuming that, you know, I'm going to speak to this for women who have a bleed, but even if you don't, there's still, you know, there's still messages in here for you. So waiting for your bleed. And then when the bleed comes, that's your day one. And so I would recommend just starting like a little tracking, you know, it's so helpful to have something tangible to look at, um, because it's not programmed in our bodies. And keeping in mind that this energetic cycle, this infradian rhythm, this menstrual cycle, it was ignited at puberty. And so, you know, if we're in our thirties and forties and fifties now, we have, we have some conditioning to do. So it's kind of like reconditioning, right? So you get, get the pen and paper, get the app, get anything, and you start tra tracking day one. And so what, what is happening now is your body is bleeding and your hormones have flat lines. So women have two, I call them queen bee hormones because they're, they're the governors of our bodies and there's the estrogen and there's progesterone. 
And estrogen is essentially responsible for the energy in our body. Um, it's very vital when it comes to all the organs, you know, brain health, um, blood. And then we also have progesterone, which is like our natural, like antidepressant, like it's directly related to GABA. And so now these two hormones have completely flatlined while the bleed is happening. And so what also happens because estrogen has flatlined and it's our energizer is it is you know, we have, there, there is less energetic capacity here. Um, and this is biological because sometimes we can feel like, oh, actually I feel good. Like I've had a lot of periods where I feel really good. And also I get to know that the hormone levels are low. So I'm just going to like tailor, I'm going to, mm, I'm going to just get curious as to like, huh, okay, maybe my body's so, it's so used to functioning in a high energy state. Maybe there is actually something going on underneath. So moving through that. Um, and this will go on for anywhere from one to five days, depending on how long your bleed is could be seven days. And that's the entire um, menstrual, menstrual, menstrual bleed. Um, and so during this time, you know, if you're used to like scheduling your workouts, like say Monday, Wednesday, Friday, or like, you know, you book the class or you schedule with your trainer, it's advisable to just stay again, curious as to like, all right, my energy levels are lower, my cortisol threshold is lower too, and exercise is perceived as stress. And so, you know, you we, we start to govern like, okay, what, be discerning on what is happening, what can I do? And so I love my cycle personally, because it's such a good time to like, do recovery stuff, right? Like have really juicy, long foam rolling sessions and like, long stretch sessions or like, you know, get out that percussion gun and like literally percussion your whole body. And what the message here for women is, is that when we can optimize our body and optimize our tissues and optimize our cells, we literally work smarter. And so this phase is like such a gift for us because it's like your body being like permission to slow down. Um, and then also what happens is our brain waves slow down too. So the whole energetic cycle, like the menstrual cycle, our brain is literally changing too. And, um, and, you know, Sam, this is like something that you and I do is we kind of like, it's been a few years. So we planned our life to like kind of adjust and, you know, our launches and our business and like, you know, the same thing in like, it's your brain waves have slowed down. So it's like, when it comes to life too, it's like, are you going to be solving other people's problems? Are you going to be Mr. Ms. Do it all? You know, are you in control or can you surrender a little bit, surrender things in your schedule, you know, surrender, um, being all in control and just like dance on your edge, like see what feels comfortable there. Uh, it's not to say you have to lay around. I know that was a big misconception going around when this first came out. It's like, oh my God, I got to miss my workouts. And no, you don't really have to miss your workouts. You get to tap in and perhaps you get to slow down in your workouts and you get to move mindfully. Okay. I'm going to jump in. That is, there's so much knowledge here that is amazing, but I especially loved what you just said, because when I first got into this work, there were a lot of coaches and teachers and people that would talk about going into the womb cave and they literally did not post on social for a week. They did not do anything in their business. They shut down completely. And that mm -hmm. is incredible for them. However, for those of us that do run businesses that are going for the women out there that are moms, like you literally cannot turn off and it didn't feel achievable and it felt 
so like drastic that I'm like, how, how are we supposed to handle this? So mm-hmm. I love that you are really focusing on discernment and tapping into what your body needs. And you're giving the permission to yes, slow down, but also permission to keep moving. Mm-hmm. And that is just, thank you for that nugget of, mm-hmm. of gold. Yes, absolutely. I love putting the, you know, the ownership in women's because they're all health conscious. Like we all know our bodies. It's just like, we just need permission, a little bit of guidance, maybe some updated science and we get to be discerning. And yeah, some periods are like high energy and, you know, you feel good and you also know the biology. And then some periods you're like, okay, I, I think I get to tap in with my body in another way. Maybe it's, you know, like I said, the foam rolling or the soft stretch, or, you know, maybe it's a bath, like all these restorative practices are so beneficial to like balance our yin energy. And whether you have a cycle or not, you know, exercise is like more fierce. It's more in like our yang, like we're really connecting with like potential. And then we also get to like soften and surrender. And so, yeah, every period is different. Every woman is different. And, um, yeah, there, there are options to move. Mm, And I, I love that you're bringing in this, the polarity of it. Like, and what I hear in this is the, is the masculine and the feminine, like the structure of, we have this cycle and this is what typically happens. And this is where your hormones typically go. And also within that container, there is so much to experience as a living, breathing human being moving through life. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <clears throat> yes. Like, like I was saying, our brain waves actually slow down. So, you know, once you really get into it and I love this again, I love scheduling my business launches. I sc- love scheduling my schedule to my cycle because I know I have this like permission because I know that I've, you know, I've completed the project. I've done the things I've seen the friends. And so if I do need to get internal a little bit and like reflect on what kind of aligned action I want to take in my life, when we're bleeding, our intuition actually opens up. So it's like, Ooh, as powerful women, we really get to optimize our energy. And like, you know, cause when we're not opt, we're not tapping in, we're kind of like not taking aligned action and we're wasting energy. And this, again, the energy that we waste comes from our cells and our tissues and our organs. And when our organs are depleted, that's when we start seeing, you know, hormone imbalances and like our digestion slows down and, multiple things start happening. And it's simply because there's an energetic imbalance. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, so good. So, okay. We, we got the, during the bleed, what happens next? Okay. So the next is super juicy because estrogen levels start to rise and and estrogen being our energizer, meaning like it also sends out, you know, blood flow to the organs. And this is how it increases our energy. And so it's going to be wise to, you know, if you want to like amp up your routine a little bit, or if you just kind of been plateaued and you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a good time to be like, Hey, is this a good time to throw in an extra, you know, 10 minute, maybe I'll do like a nice uphill walk at the end of my workout, or maybe I will hold the time under tension for my tissues longer, or, you know, maybe I will, yeah, I'll do the extra, you know, Peloton class or whatever it is like taking up your friends on you know I have a lot of friends who are like really active so they're always inviting me to stuff and like when I'm bleeding I will most likely say no um, because I just get to do what intuitively feels right but in this phase I'm like cool like 
like, yeah, we can take a class together. We can go on a hike. Um, that's extra energy because, you know, we're already doing our workouts, assuming. Um, and so this is a great time to start elevating. And so also for women who are, you know, having issues, like kind of getting motivated, it's like, use this, like capitalize on this. Your body is like wanting you to expand and it's wanting to strengthen like the body, the feminine body is very powerful when we when we tap in and when we encourage that so yes I have a client right now who's you know she's having a hard time getting motivated and we're we're tapping into the cycle like it's not just for women who are like all up in their routines um and so this is a good time to do you know if you are if you enjoy HIIT training and you enjoy lifting heavier weights and if you want to progressively overload and put more stress on your body, your body has the capacity and the bandwidth to be able to hold that. You're not going to throw, you know, your body for a loop, your cortisol levels can still be managed. And I want to talk about post-workout and pre, pre, pre and post-workout nutrition for women too. Um, so yeah, this is a higher energy cycle. And so this is from, if we're talking days, this is from approximately day seven to roughly day 14. These are all very rough, give or take, you know, two to three days for every woman. And then what happens is there is the ovulation. And this is our, you know, it's said to be our highest energy day. I I can attest differently to that. I've had very low ovulation days and I'm just tapping in it. Sometimes it surprises me, but I'm just like, okay, I'm curious um, because biologically your body releases a bout of testosterone um, because what's happening in the body is your body has gone through the um, follicular phase, which was that day right after your bleed. Day seven to 14 is that follicular phase. So think of follicle, like your body's picking an egg to to nurture. And now it's released it into ovulation is the release of the egg. And so with the testosterone, you know, I feel like, oh, okay, I should get a big bout of energy. And so this can't happen. I notice like I get a little more like sensual, like I'm just like more like I want to go and socialize. I want to frolic a little bit. I want to talk to some guys <laughs> um, or, you know, just that type of energy. Um, and this is the peak of estrogen and after estrogen has pretty much done her job by now. And so day 14, she slowly starts to fall. Right. And so there's still two more weeks to the cycle. So, you know, if you're listening, you're just like, oh, my God, am I supposed to like take two weeks off my cycle? And not at all. Like there's, it's just this, again, tapping into the energy, staying curious, knowing your female body, knowing the science, and then also you know, using maybe different protocols to continue to optimize your body. Maybe you're, um, I always, I always say like change your routine. Like if you're quote unquote, a runner, or if you're quote unquote, a weightlifter or a dancer or a yogi, like, you know, release the label, like just try something different. You're going to stimulate new muscles. You're going to, um, get in touch with your body and just, yeah, like let it flow a little bit. Um, like even, you know, people who do yoga, like they get to flow too. Sometimes we're, they're like overly limber and then, you know, they're getting their own set of injuries too. So such a good time to explore because you're not going to go heavy, like balls to the walls. You're going to go lighter and going to be more exploring, but, um, yeah, so there, there, a large part of it is tapping into your energy levels and always staying curious. 
um, because your body has been trained to function like you have been behaving in a certain way for a certain amount of time. So you might just be like, okay, I still want to go, but you know, look back on that calendar and just say, okay, I haven't logged where I am in my day. Like, and then track it, like do the work, right. Figure out what's my body doing. Like how's her cortisol threshold? How's her energetic capacity? Um, how many calories does she need? And her metabolism is something I haven't talked about, but that also fluctuates throughout the, throughout the, the month or the cycle. Um, and so, you know, when it comes to, and metabolism changes more so towards the end of the cycle. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of that phase that, that phase. And so during this phase, are we still like, is the body still asking for the hit workouts and the strength training? Like, I know I'm energized AF during that mm-hmm, time and I'm like, mm-hmm. let's fucking go. Yeah. Um, is that in alignment with what the biology is asking for? It can be, it really can be. And I also say to bring safety into those practices, right? So for example, like the feminine body, if we're talking nervous system, right? The, how the body uh, responds to the world. If the, if the body feels safe, via perhaps, you know, a really juicy breathing routine or just like mindful movement. So I say to women, my women are all like, you know, busy and everyone's got kids or they have businesses. So when I used to personal train and they'd come in for a session, I would put them face down on the floor for two minutes and it would just get them to transition out of their life and into the routine. Because if your body's still perceiving that you're doing life and you're in fight or flight, your body's still releasing cortisol, still releasing adrenaline, you're going to be able to move really fast and not feel any injuries or any pain because your body's protecting you. And the fascial network is tensed because it perceives fight or flight. Um, we're just going to be more likely to like injure ourselves or to cross that, um, you know, cortisol threshold. And that's when we get into like discourse and say you do this once or twice, not a big problem, but if this is going on for years, like your body can only oxidize so much stress and eventually it will start to affect your cellular energy and your internal energy. And, and that's when, you know, we start, then your hormones are still trying to, they're still trying to work with you. But that's not how it should be. Like our hormones are governing our, our processes. So we get to work with them. So now if your body is sensing like, okay, you know, she's going to start increasing the estrogen levels, which is extremely undesirable for women to have excess estrogen. Um, There's a phenomenon called uh, estrogen dominance which isn't so much talked about in like allopathic medicine, but it is like such a, it's literally a pandemic in itself because when we have estrogen dominance, it's really hard for us to lose weight. It's hard for like a mood that's associated with depression, difficulty to gain muscle. And, you know, and this is all an indication of what's happening in the liver because that's where the enzyme, that's where the hormones are produced. Mm, mm, I'm jumping in right there because Mm. I, when I got off of the, um, hormonal birth control, my body had massive estrogen dominance and I actually worked with a naturopath to do my blood work and to lean into that. But yeah, girl, it was depression, Mm. hair loss, like all of the things that happened, the weight did not come off. Um, and you know, it's interesting that you talk about the liver too, because from an energetic standpoint, a lot of anger and fire is held there. And so when we're in, I'm just seeing this parallel between the estrogen dominance, the liver, 
and also like what my personal experience was moving through a really, really challenging time in my life. There was anger that needed to be processed and released, which is why I'm really big on supporting women in in releasing that in safe and healthy ways, it's going to be mm. productive. And I'm just like, my mind is being blown right now, listening to all of these parallels. Like, gosh, our bodies are so fucking smart. That's so amazing that you brought that up because I find I had to do a lot of inner work to like, just kind of like tune into my narratives. Like my old mantras was like, exercise is my stress management and exercise is my me time. And, you know, it was like, first of all, bitch, why are you so stressed? Like overachieving, just trying to do all the things, no boundaries, people pleasing. So literally when I was in the gym was the only time for me to feel like, I can exhale and like feel my body and get into my body versus like being in my head and like being external. So yes, and you're so right about the fears and the emotions. Um, you know, a saying that I've developed, like oh, when I was doing this work three years ago, I was just reflecting on my Instagram where I was posting a lot about this three years ago. And I said, exercise to tune into your tissues versus numb out from your issues. <laughs> oh, it's so good. But you know, I, and you're bringing up such a great point is that for a lot of women, movement and exercise and training is that first step in really taking care of themselves. Mm -hmm. Like that was the doorway for me. And I'm loving this because I used to be that too. Like, Oh, I have to work out to release my energy. I have to work out because it's my me time. And that's the first step. What would be possible to create that me time outside of a doing experience, right? Mm -hmm. Being in a bath, being in gentle movement, whether it's dancing or breath work, being in a meditation, a journal, being in that space for yourself to really, truly calm the nervous system and tap into your higher, you know, God source spirit, whatever you believe in and allowing your training to be another way to support yourself, but have a very different intention. Yes. Oh, so good. And I love that you brought up nervous system because when we are in dysregulation, meaning like say we're in fight or flight a lot, your body will just, you know, your workout will not be a point of contention. Like you'll, you'll have the energy, you'll make time for it. You'll do it and you'll get there and you'll do amazing. Um, but internally your body's always working in the background to try to like counteract what you're doing. Right. And then also, um, <clears throat> keeping your body in fight or flight, you're just overstimulating the adrenals and your body's constantly releasing this cortisol and this adrenaline and that's wearing down on the bones and it's literally preventing fat burning so it's like yeah you're doing this epic workout but like your body is just working so hard and there's over the years there's hormone imbalances that happen from what might seem like just another workout <laughs> mm. well and i love this i love this um this idea too, about when the body's in fight or flight, because I also know when I was moving through that work that I was moving through, um, that was very, very challenging and very triggering. And, and all of the fight or flight responses were happening. I was not regulated. I did not feel safe in my body. Um, I actually had an aversion to the gym. Like I couldn't move my body and I blamed it on like the depression and all of that. But looking back now, I'm like, no, that was my body protecting itself. 
saying like, girl, you can't handle the additional physical stress to the body. Like you get to be in this space, in this hole, in this cave, in this cocoon in order to move through what you get to move through so that when you reemerge and step into the ballet studio, when you reemerge and step into the gym, it's from a place of functional health, grounded, grounded space. Absolutely. Our body is definitely always protecting when it comes to, you mentioned, um, uh, regulated nervous system and how your body's protecting you when it comes to like injuries too. you know, our body will tell us and our body's always whispering and it'll give you that little ache or that pain. And that's your body saying, Hey, and then, you know, we sometimes will either ignore it or we'll book a one-off massage or go to one-off physical therapy session. And then we'll go right back to doing what we're doing. And, you know, your body still might start going from that whisper to the louder. And, you know, again, it's such a wonderful time to like regulate the nervous system. So the fascial system, which is the body's, um, you know, I call it like a spider web, it can relax. And when this fascial network can relax, you, like you mentioned, you were in this cave and this hole, your body will naturally want to be like, I want to move. I actually want to move rather than like crippling you completely because you've, you know, we've behaved in a way that society thought we we should <laughs> oh. we have to wake up early we we're not allowed to sleep in you know it's like actually the body has all the wisdom and we just get to get out of our own way and get permission that it's safe to listen and you're regulating your nervous system you're releasing the fight or flight your cortisol levels are decreasing um and the blood sugar stabilizes which again is a whole nother topic when it comes to hormone imbalances and pcos and endo and you know um adrenal fatigue and yeah. Mm. I know we could, we could go mm -hmm. a million different ways, mm -hmm. but I want to bring us back. Can we get to week four? Yes. We've talked about week three. I want to talk uh -huh. about week four. And then I have a bunch of questions from um, people on Instagram and people that have reached mm -hmm. out knowing that we were going to talk about this today. So can you let us know what is going on during week four? What does that look like in our body? What kind of workouts can we be mm -hmm. doing? Yes. Give it to us. Okay. So week four, three and four is when the progesterone starts to rise. And it's really interesting. I won't go too deep into the science, but you know, if there is any women on here who are perhaps trying to get pregnant or just like learn about their bodies more, progesterone is that hormone that is nurturing. And it is literally thickening up the lining of your uterus now, because it's like carrying this egg. Right. And, um, so I love the word nurture because it's like, Oh, okay, this is what your body is doing. So to, again, stay in tune with the hormones and movement wise and exercise wise, again, tapping in. Cause there can be weeks where starting at day seven, like I'm on day 22 right now. And yesterday it was day 21. I hit a wall. Like I was sore from my workouts. I have been running on the beach in the morning and I was, I looked at my cycle and I was like, Oh, day 21. Interesting. I took the day off. I went to do a gentle walk, even though my mind, once I hit the beach, I was like, Oh, I could totally run right now. But I was like, you know, internally, if I'm literally tuning into all the tissues, all the cells, all the organs, like tune into that follicle if you need to, uh, because that's our life force energy, right? Where our cervix is, where our womb is, that's where we source our energy. So we want to tap in. Maybe we're doing some pelvic floor work. Maybe we're, you know, engaging in um, some pleasure work. Maybe we're really focusing on hips and like opening up the pelvis because when we tighten and we're sucking in all the time and we're, you know, always trying to keep up with our schedule, our bodies, again, it's like in a state of 
not full ease and it's not sending the blood to everywhere that it needs to be in all the organs. Um, and so again, yeah, tapping in. So, you know, I would like to say if there was somebody who was interested or who was running, you know, maybe this is a time where you like really listen, like forget about the Garmin, forget about the apps, like just forget about the steps and just tune in. Like, do I want to stop? Do I want to take a little breather? Do I want to like notice the trees or notice the beach? Or if you're on a treadmill, do I just want to like breathe and like take a couple really beautiful restorative breaths because your breath is our life force and breathing is a way to deliver oxygen to the muscles so when we're doing cardio for example and we're going fast and we're not mindful about our breathing we're just using the top half of our lungs and so we're just kind of like we're kind of hyperventilating and honestly it kind of sends your body into a bit of a fight or flight so encouraging your body to stop slow down just get curious like maybe putting your hand on your belly and just like literally doing these things. Cause again, it's reprogramming, it's repatterning. We haven't been taught to do this. So it's tune into your body. Maybe you're like rotating your neck. Maybe you're rotating your shoulders, you know, maybe you're dropping in to go to a stretch. And then once you have more oxygen delivered to your muscles, where your muscles actually have the capacity to do what you wanted to do, you can then take off again, go for the next run, do the next set. Um, yeah. <laughs> mm, mm. And mm -hmm. yeah and then um one aspect of strength training that i love i'm a huge fan of strength training any type of body weighted training is um you know mindfully moving okay so connecting your feet to the ground noticing that plantar fascia because this is such a beautiful time to like really heal your body from the inside out because all those issues plantar fascia patellochondromalacia you know knee issues lcl mcl um bulge discs like these are all our bodies speaking to us it's not separate it's not a separate conversation from this it's literally the same and so when we can heal the bodies and get out of our heads and get curious we can heal those injuries so moving in a mindful way you know if we're doing um you know upper body movements it's like what are you using how are you breathing how is the neck how is the jaw how is what's tensed up right now and when we can slow down maybe you lower the weight you get really mindful maybe you hold the weight you know you're gonna see more results from your workout you're gonna see muscle sculpting that you never had access to because you never focused on your range of motion you know you never slowed down enough and maybe perhaps didn't have a stretch practice um injury rehab is like my you know, I could talk about injuries for a long time, but um, there's one more thing I wanted to say, and it just, it just slipped my mind. So um, yeah. it'll oh, come back. Oh, you got it's, it. Yeah. It's back. It's back. <laughs> okay. We're going to just talk straight into fitness here for a sec. Okay. And how passionate I am about this work is because for probably like 13 years of being in the industry, being a trainer, I can never do a pull-up, okay? And so this would always be like on my New Year's resolution list. Like I want to do pull-ups, I want to do pull-ups, but bitch, I was like circuit training like a madass. So you cannot learn to do pull-ups when you're circuits. Like you, your body has to recover, your muscles need to recover. And so over the last two years or three years, ago, I actually hired one of my staff who was really great and teaching me how to do pull-ups. And guess what? There was no running around to the next exercise. It was like mindfully, you know, and it was releasing the ego. Yes, actually I need a band and I need a stronger band actually for the last set. Guess what? I need two bands. And when I could do that and hold that, it eventually led to me being able to do free pull-ups. And it, 
the empowerment that came from that, oh my God. And my shoulders look so good. And my abs were sore after doing pull-ups and like, oh my God. So, you know, um, sweating is not a good gauge for a good workout. And it's, it's actually, you know, seeing the progress, doing the exercises that you might not like so much doing the body weighted stuff. So again, during this phase where you're like getting curious and you're like, okay, this might be a good time to just literally release the watches, the timers, the egos, and, you know, hold a juicy side plank, which you might not have loved in the past or any other exercise. <laughs> oh, that is so good. I have fought my Apple watch, my aura ring. Like uh -huh. I have fought them so hard because, you know, I used to be like addicted to it. I'd wear the heart rate monitor, like back in the day before the Apple watches came out, I was, you know, curious how, like when I was doing a show, like literally at radio city, I was doing a show. I'm like, well, how many calories am I burning and what's happening? And you know, the Apple watch is like, Hey, you haven't moved today. You haven't hit your goal. And I'm like, damn, like to be that overachiever, the former overachiever perfectionist and having a piece of technology say that I'm not doing enough, just reinforced all of my ego stories of not being enough and not, you know, quote unquote, hitting my goals. And so in this last year, I actually like got rid of the Apple watch. I, well, I still have it, but I stopped wearing it daily. I stopped really trying to track and log those things and it has created so much freedom. So ladies, this is your permission to throw out your step counter, your Apple mm. watch, your aura ring, like use them for information and feedback, but do not allow them to dictate your success. Amen to that. I also did the same thing for many years. I used to wear a little blood, uh, uh, you know, a little monitor across my chest all the time just to know the calories. And I also had friends who were doing the same thing. So we would compare and, you know, we would say, let's join this class and we would do it all together. And it's like, you're in a totally different place in your cycle. I am just coming down here. So, you know, yeah. and you, you can still, once you build up that self-trust that you can honor your body, you can still go to the classes and you can slow down and you can have a conversation with your personal trainer that you need to slow down today or that you want to slow down or that, you know, you want to focus on injury rehab or corrective exercise, or you want to do some deep core work, or you want to work on breathing, like communicating and self-advocating once you get more trusting of what it is that you need is is so empowering because it doesn't feel like oh my god my period is is dictating what i can do it's like oh it's a gift it literally just broadens and opens up your mind into into health and fitness I love this invitation to use your voice cuz it's also something i'm really passionate about is helping women speak their truth set the boundaries ask for what they need and I can imagine that it would be really uncomfortable for some women to go to their male trainer and say, Hey, I have my period right now. I'm not interested in doing explosive jumps off of a whatever. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips for how to have this conversation? Um, yeah. So first of all, like just being like, you know, do your research on who you choose as a trainer and you can even try a few, but I would say like, if you're comfortable voicing it, you know, you could say, Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm going to be on my cycle. So, you know, knowing what I know of my body, this is usually a time where I, I get to take it slower so that when I come in next week or the week from now we can do, so can you plan my workouts so that those are the workouts where we're, you know, we're pushing, we're in the push phase. Um, yeah, I would just be really honest. And I had, I worked with Curtis for three months as I was in my stretch phase, uh, my strength phase 
before moving to Costa Rica. And I would be so honest with him. You know, I would be like, okay, we pre-plan our sessions, 12 sessions in advance and just be like, Hey, this week, I'm not like, sometimes I literally wouldn't come in. Cause if I'm on a day one or two and, he, and we're focusing on strength, I, it's not going to be optimized. It's going to be me just, you know, being scared to tell him that I'm not coming in or whatever, but just planning ahead. So he knows his schedule. I know mine. I know I'm stretching that week or I'm foam rolling or I'm recovering. Um, but yeah, the conversations with the trainers. Yeah, absolutely. I get trainers will get to get really informed on this. Yeah. And then my, my second question is because a lot of women who don't have the personal trainers who are doing at home workout videos, or they're going to take classes at a gym, mm -hmm. how do they get to show up differently? Like if we had to like, kind of bring it down to like, okay, week one, two, three, four, how would you adjust your schedule for your at home workouts or your gym workouts when you're in a class setting? Mm, okay. This is interesting. Um, I think taking it slower during a class would be the best advice ever. And again, once you build up your own self-trust, you won't care that you're not doing things quick. I go to classes. I've been to classes in Costa Rica and I move slow and guess what? The instructors come up and they're like, wow, you're moving so mindfully. And they actually are excited to see somebody that's so into their body. They're so into, they're so in tune and they're focusing on their breath. That's a big one. Not only during this phase, but during all phrases is making sure you're delivering oxygen to those muscles and not tensing, not sucking in, you know, just catching these little things, noticing your pelvic floor when you're in the class, which is obviously not cued, but you knowing what you know, knowing that you get to tie in and tap into these deep feminine layers so they can feel safe. Um, and then I also want to talk about nutrition because that's another way to help bring support to the cycle and the safety and the energies. I want to make a note on nutrition, but I want to come back to the classes. So week okay. one, I'm taking yeah. it slow. I'm breathing. Am I maybe not going to the spin class on week one, but maybe I'm going to go to a yoga class. I'm going to do a stretch class. I'm going to go uh -huh. slower. If it's a Correct. strength training class, then what do I do yeah. in weeks two, week two and three? Yeah, correct. You definitely like, if I were to say yes or no, the spin during the week one is just like, mm, nah, like, no. Okay. Um, and then week two is when you're like high energy. So that's a time where, you know, you can, maybe you're elongating your workouts. Maybe you're really getting your mind involved. You're not just in the gym, just banging weights around, you know, you're, you're not just on the treadmill trying to burn as much as possible. You're still staying in tune. You're still listening. And you also know that potentially not always potentially you have more energy here. And so if you are planning to do the heavier or the more, this is a good time to do it. And then the three and the three is tapering down a little bit, getting mindful. Maybe you're bringing in the breath, you're bringing in the pelvic floor, you're bringing in your own intentions. You're just continuing to stay in the practice of it. And then four is when the hormone levels are really starting to now taper down. The uterine lining is ready to shed. If that egg didn't get fertilized, meaning you're going to have a period, you did not get pregnant. So now is also when your body's biologically metabolism is going to go up. Your body's going to crave more and energetic output is going to start decreasing. And, um, so taking it slow, mindfully moving and taking a day off is also okay. Getting into the bath is amazing to 
you know, lubricate your tissues and bring some safety into the body and lower down the activation levels. And mm -hmm. knowing that your brain waves are slowing down too, you're just getting almost back into a little bit more of a surrendered um, place. Mm, so good. I actually got a question on Instagram and I want to ask you now, cause it's, it's, it's right in this area. So, um, this woman said that typically towards the end of the cycle, I know I'm supposed to go easier, but I'll generally have a day, typically the second to last day of my cycle where I'll get this huge burst of energy. So I'll lift more because I feel good. But then the following days I feel more tired. Is that one day hurting me more than helping me? Or is it okay to go with how my body feels each day? Um, that's a really good question. Cause I've experienced that too. Like I've had day ones where I'm high energy, ready to go. Um, but I still, we still want to honor. I believe we, we want to stay in tune. Is it hurting you? It depends what you've been doing throughout the, you know, if you just had a few rest days or you just took it really slow and now you're doing this like big, high, big workout. No, it's not going to hurt you at all. And you know, you felt tired. That's an amazing, that's amazing. Like just tapping in like, okay, I've literally drained out my stores and I've done that too. I'm like, okay, I'm bleeding soon. Like I'm going to get a good workout in and sure, because I'm honoring the fact that I'm going to be recovering and restoring and honoring what's happening in my body. Awesome. Awesome. I want to go into another question too, if you're cool with that. Of um, we got a question that there's always a ton out there on the best types of foods to eat before and after workouts, but does that stay the same through our cycle or should that change as well? Hmm. Yeah. So during your cycle, your body can crave about 200 to 300 more calories. So when we talk about cravings, you know, I have a lot of friends and clients who are like, Oh my God, cravings galore. Um, it's because the body has a, a need for more. Um, and so if this translates, you know, if you are doing a bit of a workout or something, yeah, give your body an extra piece of fruit. Like fruit is just amazing. I think it, it gets to stay the same pro provided that that pre-workout nutrition is, you know, grounded in a good, good principles. Like we want to have a glucose source. We want to have a little bit of fat, a little bit of protein, ideally. And if there's no time for that, grab an apple, grab a banana, because you want, you don't want your blood sugar levels to dip so much because anytime there's too much of a fluctuation in the blood sugar, the body, the endocrine system perceives stress. So boom, here again, adrenaline and cortisol on. Um, so yes, the pre-workouts, you know, just being mindful and prioritize. Those are very, very high priorities, having fuel and having food in your body for, from a blood sugar standpoint, and also from an energetic standpoint and an injury prevention standpoint, if you're planning to lift or you're planning to do things, yes, give your body the fuel that it needs. Any specific go-tos that you would say like amazing pre or post-workout meal? I like easy, easy to digest. So I always pick what I would pick a fruit or a, a fruit with something. So either it's Greek yogurt or, you know, as in like, it could be like a bit of peanut butter, almond butter. Um, yeah. Sometimes if you're having like a meal, like um, poke bowl is always good. It's got those omegas, got the white rice in there. Um, yeah, just, you know, easy foods that you can have and then actually eat and then actually wait for them to digest. So yeah, obviously meats and stuff are not the best, but definitely a, so a source of carbohydrates, which is interesting when we talk about different diets that say not to eat carbs and then they say to work out and what that's doing to the blood sugar of the woman's body um, conversation for next time, maybe. <laughs>
I know I'm like, Ooh, we could go into a whole nother space. <laughs> totally. Uh, so good. So good. Yeah. So, okay. I want to think about our women that are in the forties and fifties that are perimenopausal postmenopausal. How do they get to track all of this with their current body? Like, do you go based off the cycle of the moon? Do you like, what do you suggest? Cause I've, I've read a couple different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For the women I work with, they, they're not, you know, they're like, if I were to say that to them, if they have the knowledge of the moon cycle, then perfect, like go use it and, you know, have your own experience with it. But I would suggest to tap it into the energy levels and the body. And then also to expand the toolkit of what is exercise, what is movement, Um, you know, embodiment is such a good, like exercise is a, a wonderful tool for us to just embody. So bringing in, you know, if, even if you're tired, like embody the tiredness through your movement, do the practice, hold the stretch, hold the exercise, hold space for yourself. Um, and yeah, to tap into what's happening in your body is to, we, we have to repattern and get curious. So it's, you might have to let go of, I used to do this and it worked really well, or I used to do that, or I enjoy doing this or all my friends do this and get explorative as to like, actually, you probably have the tools like women in their forties and fifties who have been exercising, have so much knowledge and they have all the, um, different modalities because they've been through it like even you and I have been through you know there's the steps and like all the different modalities of exercises that we've done use and bring them in see what feels good maybe piece piece them together stay curious it's all an experiment right and yeah so I love just knowing that it's an experiment because it's it's an unknown phase like ooh um And then also an injury perspective, because I've worked with a lot of women with injury rehab in their forties and fifties, we've now trained our tissues to behave in a certain way. So when it comes to like repetitive injuries, this is such a good time to either, you know, maybe you're getting an injury mobility or a mobility specialist to work with you and just learn some new tools and techniques. So you can actually like lubricate your joints and focus on that. And then you can optimize longevity and how you, how fit you are in your Uh, later life and, you know, working on your feet and just exploring the new, you know, all the options that we have for movement nowadays. Mm, So good. So good. So good. Okay. So I want to start to like wrap us up because I, we, I feel like we go for another hour and I also Mm -hmm. feel like we've hit so much. Um, if there was one body weight exercise that you're like, every woman gets to do this, Mm. what would it be? Oh, I would just say, I would say squat. There's like a million, but I would say a squat. And because it's so important for our hips to have that mobility, to be able to like squat lower, you know, some trainers be like, I don't, you know, squats are not my thing, but, um, and getting really mindful with your squats. So you can train your feet, you can train your ankles, you can get a nice booty, simply doing body weighted squats, pulsing in the middle, maybe holding, noticing what muscles you're using. A lot of inner thigh activation is usually it's like so common, right? So we kind of want to like soften that a little bit. Maybe you want to like go higher into your squat, maybe you want to change your positions and um, notice your breathing, notice your posture. Um, yeah, even if it's like squatting against the wall, like, oh, so good. I love this. I love this. As is there anything else that we haven't touched on that you're like, this is super important and I want to speak to it. 
Um, yeah, actually there are a couple of things and it's just the, the nutrient aspect when it comes to women's health and like balancing their internal energies and really being able to heal our bodies. So we're not just like piecemealing all these different pieces of knowledge, you know, it's literally, sometimes it's like, we get to replenish our systems, knowing that vitamin C and greens are amazing sources of calcium and that we, we, we really get to give our bodies that to feel good omega-3s. Um, because this can all weigh on our mood. So if we're not eating well, it's going to like affect how we recover and how much we can strengthen. Particularly, I would also say to like get vitamin D3, calcium, ground flax is such a important ingredient. So when it comes to like intermittent fasting and stuff, it's like, okay, breakfast is such a great time to, uh, you know, get your fibers in, get those omegas in. And so, yeah, incorporating ground flax, because it also helps pull excess hormones out of the body that can cause cloggages. Um, yeah, getting enough oils and salts, like these are things that the fitness industry usually says not to do is avoid salt, but salt, especially pink, um, you know, Himalayan salt has 83 micronutrients in it that our body is like waiting for, but we've been told that salt causes water retention. Um, and so yeah, hydrating and sleep too, or just like, it's literally the basics, like focus on that and we can internally heal our bodies. Mm, so good. I'm going to ask, is there anything else? Because I just, I, you're just <laughs> there, like this well of knowledge and I'm like, Ooh, so there always is. there's so much about intermittent fasting and the noise is just so loud. So I just want to speak to that particularly because there's very, you know, uh, in, there's influencers who are highly they're popular and they're encouraging these things and we're jumping on the bandwagons like ooh, my brain's gonna be less foggy and you know mm, intermittent fasting actually like it worsens women's insulin sensitivity which is so important we want to have we don't want insulin resistance because it's in, in turn it's affecting our weight loss Right. So we're, we keep, we keep getting told, we keep getting told fasted workouts, insulin, keto. And it's like, okay, I just want to like de-armor and understand, you know, allow women to understand that the biology is so different. And most of the research is done on men. So to just, again, use that discernment on what you're using. And if you need to fast for whatever reason, sure, just not during premenstrual and menstrual phases because cortisol is going up. And now we're just, we're not improving our fitness. We're staying the same. We're creating internal discourse and we're imbalancing our yin and our yang energies. Ugh, preach sister, mm. preach it out. I love this. I have loved this conversation. I feel like we've hit so many incredible things and I feel like we could go for another zillion hours, but in the meantime, where can people find you? Where can they learn more from you? My Instagram is a great place. It's findyourflow underscore fitness. And I also have a free ebook available for all of your listeners and anybody. And it, it'll give you like the chart if you're like, I kind of want to see the chart of what my hormones are doing. Um, and if you just want bullet points on like literally key things to take away from this and things to remember and integrate so you can rewire the process and the brain and just stay with it because it's not instant gratification. There's, you know, quick fix wise, we're moving away from that. We're into optimal health. We're into optimization and biohacking and like literally this new paradigm. And so, yeah, there's that ebook there for them too. Oh, 
So good. Like literally this whole conversation in the back of my head, I've been thinking about my days as a professional dancer, working like 60 hours a week, having no days off for weeks at a time, having to perform at a very high physical level, emotional, energetic level, regardless of what was going on in my body, actually like against injuries, against hormonal cycles, against all of these things. And Mm -hmm. I wish I would have had the knowledge. And of course it is a little different when you're an elite athlete, an elite performer, like a job requires certain things. And I wish I would have had this knowledge to support me in that journey. And it really is just amazing how you know, I I share this because I want people to understand that it doesn't matter where you are now. It doesn't matter if you're in your fifties or in your twenties or in your thirties, like you get to start today with awareness and information. And as I feel Mm. like you've got thoughts. Oh, that's so good. I worked with a gymnast, um, just not too long ago and we were noticing her pelvic floor was really tight and, you know, she actually told me she's having issues with it. And we were talking about her background and she was a gymnast for like 15 years where they would literally hit her with a board on her stomach and like, make sure she's sucking in and bracing all the time. And although she's not a gymnast anymore, it's just programmed in the neurology. So, you know, when it comes to you, I'm just, I just got really curious. They were like, Ooh. Um, and also, yes, like you have the knowledge to like allow things to unwind and then also when it comes to professional athletes the women's the u.s women's soccer team is now using the menstrual cycles to plan their plan their athletes um regimens and so is in new zealand's women's rowing team and these two teams are like highly successful and have like low injury rates so it's like ooh, we're moving in the right direction oh that is so cool Mm -hmm. i think that is absolutely amazing like be a pioneer. So good. So good. And last thing we'll speak to that pelvic floor, that pelvic floor situation too, is it's something that I've actually called into in my meditations where I support women in releasing, you know, we're releasing energetically, emotionally, and all of that. But a lot of the times the beginning of that meditation is really creating mindfulness in the body. So it's asking, can I let go in my eyebrows? Can I let go in my jaw? Can I let go of my tongue? Can I let go of my shoulders? Can I let go of my diaphragm? Can I let go of my womb space? And that was a huge one when I I feel like I first started learning about releasing my stomach and my womb, maybe like a year, year and a half ago. And that, wow, it's wild how, when you're able to physically release that, how much more tapped in as a woman, I'm able to feel into my intuition, into my gut, into, into my like power and magic. And if you think about it, that womb space, that is our like energetic center for, for women. And so being able to create this mindfulness, like it's so much more than a workout. It's so much more than burning calories or calories in calories out, but really what I'm hearing you say, and and what I'm feeling is so alive is this tapping into the innate wisdom that is your feminine body. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. You touched on so much there. I want to go into with the jaw and the migraines and the headaches, but you're absolutely correct that it is, it's a full new paradigm. It's new layers. It's more wisdom. Yeah. So good. So You guys, if you want more, please share this, take a screenshot, share it on Instagram, tag us and let us know, let us know what, what questions do you have? What more information do you desire? It is both asthma and my 
mission to be able to support women and expanding and stepping forward and connecting with themselves and really creating the life that, that you desire. So if you have more questions, please reach out. We are here to support. We are here to guide. I am so excited because we have ignite 2023 that is launching in just a few short weeks, January 17th. So if you are interested in really stepping powerfully forward into this new year with the awareness of your body, with the awareness of your cycles, we do have an incredible component workouts based around your cycle, as well as all of the incredible mindset work to release the past, release judgment, release imposter syndrome, get over the self beat up, the self blame judgment, all of that stuff. So you can truly use your voice, set boundaries, show up authentically, get clear on your vision and create the life that you desire. So thank you for being here. I love you so much as mm, thank you so much. This was amazing. Thank you so much for joining me. If today's podcast inspired you in any way, we would love your support in spreading the word. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and let the other queens in your life know that they are also worthy of living life full out. If you want to continue the conversation, I'd love to connect with you on Instagram or Facebook at Samantha Jo Harvey. Have a fabulous day, and I'll see you next time.